sensitives, we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. And sometimes being tuned in is just frankly overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and to sort through the noise to help us find our inner truth. I'm your host, Marcy Moberg, a fellow sensitive, intuitive coach and healer and shadow worker. For the past two decades, I've been on a journey to heal and tune in to the unseen and unconscious realms of life. And seven years ago, I decided to dedicate my life to sharing what I've learned and guiding others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll find deep, real talk conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. Hey there, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and thank you for tuning in today to the podcast. This week's episode is exciting because it's my first dream seat. I will talk more about that in a minute and what that means, but first I have two really important and amazing, awesome announcements. So first, I really want to invite you to a free live event. If you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, that's Wednesday, October 13th, I'm leading event that that day at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And it is a online class all about dreams. And we're focused on unlocking the hidden meaning of your dreams, and it's called Nighttime Power. And during this live event, I will cover why dreams matter, how your beliefs about dreams shape them, steps to start a dream practice, a simple question that you can start to use to interpret your dreams, and why you should never use a dream dictionary. You will absolutely love this event. If you are a vivid dreamer, you have a hunch that your dreams have meaning and you believe in signs and synchronicities guiding your life. I would even say because you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Sign up is super easy. You just head on over to marcymobert.com forward slash links and you click the link for the live event or click the link in the show notes wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. They usually show up as additional information about the episode in your podcast application. Okay, and then my second announcement is to invite you to join my dream interpretation course, Dreams Unlocked. I lead this one, sometimes two times a year, and it's a very special program. It is the program where I go the most in depth into dreams and working with your dreams. You know, as I mentioned um, earlier, I'm going to talk more about why we should not use dream dictionaries in my live event. But, you know, dream dictionaries and internet searches for dream symbols, they really override our inner knowing if we go to those things first, especially when we see someone else's interpretation as quote unquote expert, even when it doesn't fit our dreams. I think this is really important to say, and, and, and that is why I really firmly, firmly believe that everyone, literally every single person should have a dream practice. 
And I want to assert that you are the expert of your dreams. You just need a dependable method to interpret your dreams. When I developed a personal dream practice, I finally could know the next steps my dreams asked me to take in waking life. I understood how to address fears and challenges like head on, see past surface level issues and address root causes and align with my life's purpose. Yes, I actually get messages about this in my dreams, (laughs) very practically. So I want to empower you to be the expert of your own dreams too. And that's exactly what I teach in Dreams Unlocked. Over seven weeks, I teach you how to develop a dream practice, unlock your dream messages. And we do that in live class, right? It's not a recording. This is a live class that I lead and is only available one, sometimes two times a year. Uh, We cover a practical, easy to use method where you can record and recall your dreams We cover the meaning of dream symbols, characters, and patterns, rituals to deepen your relationship with your spirit guides, and how to take dream messages and translate them into everyday action. Because that's important. Dreams show up for us to help guide us in waking life. I might even say that like, if I could think of waking life versus dream life, I would say dream life is the leader of waking life if we allow it to be. So enrollment is open now and it closes midnight Friday, October 22nd. And you can learn more about that and sign up at the same place, marcymoberg.com forward slash links. Um, So I hope to see you there. Okay. All right. Back to this week's juicy episode. Earlier this summer, I did a podcast listener survey. And I asked you if you wanted me to do something called dream seats. Uh, Overwhelmingly, you said yes, which of course I was really excited about, did a happy dance to because I wanted to do them too. So what is a dream seat? A dream seat is an opportunity for a listener just like you to share a dream that they feel stuck on or curious about with me. And during our time together, I provide expert guidance and support to unpack and interpret dream meanings and messages, which is pretty cool, right? I think so. You know, dream work is one of my all time favorite parts of my work. I love when clients bring dreams to explore together because unpacking the messages sometimes in just one dream can literally change your whole life. I'm not exaggerating. I have seen this happen so many times. Really, 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 really people. We so underestimate the power of dreams. So one of the reasons that I lead a dream course and run dream practice circles from time to time is because we learn a lot about our own dreams through the dreams of others. And when we do that work together, and these dream seats are really an opportunity for you as a listener to kind of have like a mini version of this experience and to learn about your own dream world through the eyes of another person's dream and to get an inside look of what it's like to do one-on-one work with me in case that's, uh, you know, in the cards for you in the future. So for this season's first dream seat, I sat down with regular podcast listener, Leslie, and she brought a vivid dream just full of beautiful, ancient, mysterious, and ceremonial themes. I know you're going to love this. So make sure to stick around for the whole episode because after our dream seat, 
I pop back on to share some reflections on what listeners like you can take away from our exploration. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. This is my first uh, dream seat. I'm very delighted and excited to have uh, regular listener Leslie with us here today. You want to say hi, Leslie? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. We are we're going to dive into a really rich dream uh, with Leslie together today. And you know, thank you so much for offering your dream up to to everyone yeah. who's listening to get to have the benefit. Before we dive in, I would like to just kind of set some ceremonial space and invite in the powers that support you in this work and have called you to this dream seat to, to join us. So those of you yes. who are listening, you can just kind of center yourself where you are. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Um, <laughs> but you can just set the intention of also uh, so, you know, creating this sacred space as we head into this dream seat. So I'll just invite you to start to draw your attention inside and centering yourself in your body, connecting to an anchor, whatever that is for you, whether it's the breath or the, the weight of the body where it's sitting. And just bringing this intention in your heart of opening yourself up to the deeper medicine of this dream, this beautiful, rich dream that you've brought to us today. And as you hold that intention lightly in your heart, we'll just invite all the powers that support you in your life, those known and unknown, your well and bright guides and ancestors, allies, plant, animal, land, the directions, the elements. We're just calling in those well and bright powers that support you in your life. And, and that led to this synchronicity of us doing this session today. And if there's any special dream teachers, we invite them to join today as well, who might have specific wisdom about this unique dream that they brought to you. And we just invite them to join us today in this space. And to support us and open us to the deep wisdom of this medicine. So we'll just take a deep breath in through the nose and pause in the belly and exhale out through the mouth. And you can bring your awareness back. <clears throat> and we'll officially call this circle open. So Leslie, um, before we dive in, how are you feeling as we get ready to, to dive into your dream? What feeling words come up for you? Ooh, I feel fired up. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really excited to get a little bit more clarity I feel like I I know I I just know this dream was like a solid message you know I've been like trying to mm. not trying to but you know I've been like 
gradually building a practice of like trying to, of connecting to my ancestors and, and trying, uh, trying to notice things more and being more open to messages and receiving. And, and I don't, you know, I'm still building these habits and these practices. So I'm not always like journaling my, my dreams or, um, and I've made that like very clear, like, Oh, this is such a, like, it's so hard for me. You know, I'm a mother of two. And so in the mornings I like roll right out of bed to like be with my kids or like help them get dressed or, you know, uh, start our routines. And so it's very hard for me to like immediately write something down that I dreamed. And so in the past month or so, I feel like my dreams have been vivid enough that like, Mm. they are so clear and present. Like I can remember details and I don't know if it's like, you know, like a, a helping nudge from my, from my guides that are like, okay, you don't have to write this down here. We're going to make this really, really clear for you. Um, Mm. but I do, I do try to practice it. And this dream, I'm just, I'm really excited to, to explore what it means. I'm a little anxious. Um, even though I don't really know why, but, uh, I just feel like it's a, it's a turning point for me. It's like this dream is, Mm. is, uh, like the next level for me to take the next step for me to take. I just, um, you know, it's the little nerve wracking, like, Oh my God, what's my next step? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's only natural, right. When we're on these important thresholds where we feel like we're on a threshold and, and there can be excitement and there can be nerves at the same time. So I think that's, that's only natural. If you can give our listeners a little bit of a clue. And I, I, we've talked about your, you know, dream and I, I know a little bit about your dream before we kind of started clicking recording, but give, if you could give people just a brief synopsis, what, what was it, what happened in the dream? And if you can just describe it briefly in the present tense as if it was happening now. Okay, sure. So I dreamt I was, um, it was, it was kind of funny. It was like one of those bigger dreams, like a ton of stuff happened, but I, everything else is black. It's just this little sharp, like Mm. spotlight on this one scene at the very end of my dream, like movie. (laughs) And, uh, before I wake up and I'm in kind of, um, a grove or a field, like right outside of a forest. Um, and lying on the grass is a cloak and the cloak is on fire. And it's not like completely ablaze. It's like intentionally on fire. Like there are like, uh, if there's like a pattern, almost like a constellation of like, like little sparks of flame all over this uh, cloak. It, it actually looks quite beautiful. Um, and I'm kind of surrounded by a few people, not a ton. I want to say like maybe five or six people are there with me. I don't know who they are. I don't have a clear look on their faces, <clears throat> but they tell me to pick up the cloak. They're like, pick it up, put it on. And I'm like, okay. And without hesitation, without fear, I wasn't like, oh, this thing's on fire. Like I really completely trusted everything they were saying um, and what I was feeling. And I was like, yes, I should put this cloak on. And so I pick it up and I put it on. Mm. And uh, and um, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I can't remember exactly if they said this, but I feel like something, I got this message that like, this is meant for you. Like this mm-hmm. is yours. Um and then I think I woke up, but in the whole dream and a lot of my dreams, typically, uh, I don't know what other people's dreams are like, but they're almost always dark, like not dark in a negative way, but dark in light. Like mm-hmm. my, my dreams don't take, like they they don't feel like they're at night. They feel kind of, um, 
uh, more like at dusk or, I mean, they don't feel like they're during the day. They feel like they're at night. Like, so I feel like I'm at nighttime in a forest or at dusk or it's overcast or, you know, so it's, um, it's not always bright in my dreams. It's always kind of hard for me to see what's Mm. happening. Um, but this dream was very clear. The cloak was very clear. Um, and my surroundings were very clear. And what was, if you can recall, what was the feeling in the dream? You know, when you see the cloak and you put the cloak on, can you recall what the feeling was in the dream? And then what were kind of the feelings when you woke up from the dream? Hmm. So the feelings when I was in the dream, I was calm. I felt safe, curious, um, and like fearless. Like I, I felt like I'd been there before maybe, mm-hmm. um, and familiar, right? Like I was around people that were familiar to me, even though I didn't know who they were, I couldn't see their faces necessarily. It was kind of blurry, um, that aspect, but, uh, it, it felt good. It didn't feel scary or daunting or anything. And then waking up from the dream, I remember feeling maybe lighter. Like I felt light. I felt also very curious. I felt excited. I felt like this was a meaningful dream. Like this was powerful. This was a real message. And um, yeah, just um, awake. Mm-hmm. I woke up feeling awake. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, like yeah, something had turned, sense. something had turned on. My heart felt light. My far, my heart felt really open. Um, and I just, I was also just kind of like, what now? Like what next? Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I thought about the dream all day and just, you know, tried to also not hold too tightly to it either. Um, as far as like, you know, getting frustrated that I didn't know exactly what it meant, but, um, it felt really special. It felt like a gift. The dream felt like a gift. I felt, I woke up feeling like I had received a gift, like I had received something kind of like on Christmas mm-hmm. morning or, um, you know. Yeah, that feels right. I would say that that definitely feels right about the gift piece. I'm curious before we kind of dive into some more like interpretation work, um, what connections do you see to the dream to your present day, like your waking life? What connections did you make already to that? Um, well, like I said, I've, I've been trying to do a bit of work to connect to my ancestry, um, Mm -hmm. to connect to my guides, to, um, connect to my intuition constantly, just, you know, on a, on a regular basis, I'm fortunate enough right now to be living in Bogota, Colombia, and my mother's from Colombia. So I have ancestry here. And I feel like this was meant to be like, I was meant to be here to do this work. Um, Mm -hmm. I, my daughter was born here. So I've started to also look at ancestry as like past and future. You know, she is also a part of this lineage and a part of my ancestors in a, in a, time loop continuum way. (laughs) So, um, this work I've been doing, I just, I I feel like this cloak was, I don't know. It just felt like I was, I was picking up a part of me that, Mm -hmm. that I needed to know. I was being given a gift of, of connection or, um, kind of like something telling me my, my guides, my, my ancestors telling me like, it's time, it's time to pick up like 
your purpose um, or, you know, you're protected. I also kind of felt that like we're here, we're protecting you. This cloak is protection. This cloak is Mm -hmm. um, a safe place uh, for you to be yourself and to like take these next steps. That's really what it felt was like, take these next steps. Like you're okay. You have this now, like you're meant to do this, whatever this is, but (laughs) Um, yeah is this the path, this clear this to you I'm curious like is the path is the uh is the this that you feel like you're being invited to do does that feel clear to you uh, um yes and no I mean I recently started a business here um that's been going really well I just need to put a little bit more like time and attention on social media stuff and marketing but um it's been a really great um step I think in the right direction um I also feel like my, my, my career, so to speak, or the things that I do are constantly shifting and changing depending on where we live because we're part of a, this forward service life. So mm-hmm. we move every three or four years. And, um, and so, uh, I, but I started this business that is uh, very focused on helping people ground down and settle into their home and their space when they move abroad move to a new country, um, but how to make that feel sacred in at the same time, like how mm. your home is the sacred space that needs attention. And when you take care of this space, you take care of your internal space. Um, so there's like a lot of the, this, these philosophies that came out of um, creating this business and it all like flowed within three or four days. I had like designed the website. It all felt like really, really clear that I needed to start this business and it, you know, people are going to like it or they weren't going to like it. They would use me. They weren't going to use me. It didn't like those aspects didn't matter too much anymore. Like the mm-hmm. doubt, the questioning, I was just like, I just need to start this because I believe in it. And like, I want to do it. And I practice it in my own home. Um, and it's something that I feel like in this lifestyle, when you constantly uproot, you know, to create practices where we like root down um, and really like unpack our things, like physically unpack our things. And then while we unpack those physical things, we can also unpack like all of the emotional things that are happening to us when we move our family constantly. Um, mm-hmm. so that connection, like created that connection. And so this business that I started, um, felt very intentional. It felt very meaningful for me and, it feels connected to so much of like who I am as a person already. And, and, um, and I think a lot of what I'm working on too is just my path as a mother. Um, and what that means, I have a lot of like mother wounds and like, um, a lot of like shadow work I've been trying to do, especially since my bought my daughter was born. And so, um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, there's this path there, there are these things that are happening. And this dream was like a very intentional, like gift to me, a a very intentional message. Um, what exactly, if there are like more details that I should know, like, (laughs) but I also don't feel lost. Like I used to, Mm -hmm. I feel very confident. I feel much more confident in like who I am now than I have in the past. And especially with deciding to start this business and like um, my daughter being born here in Colombia, or like her grandmothers were born. Um, I think all of those things are like just really powerfully connected. And I want to try and harness that wisdom and that, 
and that power to keep, you know, raising my family in the best way I can so that they can be advocates, use their privilege, like, um, be good people, be part of their community. Uh, A lot of it, a lot of it connects to them and wanting, you know, wanting to raise them right and wanting to set a good example for them. So whatever. I just want to like, (laughs) I just want to pause for a second because I'm, if the listeners have been listening until now, I'm assuming that they're probably feeling pretty inspired right now by your story because it's a really beautiful story. And I think it, you know, if, if I were to name this dream, we might think about it as a dream of empowerment. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. It feels like it's an empowerment dream based on both this sense of like the, the timing you were just talking about of kind of like the events that have unfolding. I'm curious if I could ask for you, like, when did the dream come in relationship to this beautiful, it sounds like download, right. That you got for your business where it was just like, boom, boom, boom. It started coming through. And that's definitely uh, my experience in my own business and with other people that I've worked with. Like when we kind of click into alignment, it is like a download. It's just things come through very quickly it's exactly so, what happened yeah I'm curious this cloak dream can you recall when it was in relationship to when the downloads happened did the cloak dream happen and the downloads happened did the downloads happen the cloak dream happened I'm kind of curious if you can recall what the order was yeah yeah the downloads for the business and for this like new life path happened first mm-hmm. so like I started the business you know I put it out there I started getting clients and and doing this work and providing the service to the community. And I want to say it was maybe like two or three months after mm-hmm. maybe, maybe two months. Yeah. It, it wasn't long after it was a few months, you know, a couple months after I got, I had this dream. Um, and I've been having like lots of dreams, very vivid. I mean, they're like you were mentioning earlier, like there are 3000 dreams that people could like choose to talk about and, and it was interesting because um, prior to starting my business, um, mm-hmm. especially like when I was pregnant with my daughter and even after she was born, like nothing, like no dreams. Like I would just pass out at night and like it was all black. <laughs> like there was like no dreams, no remembrance of a dreams, no essence of a dream. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, before starting the business and then maybe after it's just kind of like more vivid dreams lots of you know waking up being like "Ooh, what did that mean or wow what was that and oh man I hadn't thought about that person in a while like you know just mm. so it really is recently that um that a lot has a lot of dreams have become a, a bit more um uh more common definitely mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I wonder if what happened in that time, so there's like two things that come up for me specifically in relationship to that time where you weren't dreaming. And I think that's important to just kind of mention briefly, because I think people go through periods of time where they're not dreaming. And sometimes that can be confusing if you're typically a vivid dreamer. One, it sounds to me like biologically, you were going through a lot of change because you had the birth of your daughter mm-hmm. and that creates a lot of sleep disruption. And Just Mm -hmm. in general, if we're not, you know, in those times where you're going through sleep deprivation, you're likely just not getting as deep of a sleep. And therefore you may not be either hitting the REM state where dreams can happen and, or just like the, your, your mind might've just been really exhausted. So it can't recall them as easily. That's quite typical. But then the other piece too, 
that I think is really beautiful in your story is we can have like what we call the fertile void. We can have a fertile void and people, you know, we in culturally, so many of us think that when we're in this void period where maybe there's not a lot coming through, there's not a lot of clarity, there's, there's like a emptiness happening. It can feel like something's wrong, but sometimes in that void, it's actually what we would call the fertile void. It's a very fertile period where there is some thing kind of slowly happening underneath the surface that's not detectable to us. Mm. And then if we, and if we kind of allow ourselves to be in that, and then it's kind of like all of a sudden the fertility comes through on the other side. And that's kind of what it sounds like. It was like, you went through this really powerful fertile void. Then you had these dreams starting to come coinciding with the time around your business, having the inspiration for that. Um, you know, so I, ha I have some thoughts I want to share about the dream before I do really quickly. I'm curious, what question do you have or questions you have specifically about the dream? Given what you've understood so far, the thoughts you've connected, what, what question or questions do you have about it? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I, I, I want to know as much about it as I can. Um, I want to know what I should do next, you know, um, or maybe I just stay on this path. Maybe it's just a sign that I like keep doing what I'm doing. Um, but honestly, I, I, I just, I want to, I want to like know who the people were in my dreams. Like, honestly, like I can make assumptions like, Oh, maybe they're my ancestors or my guides or, but mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm very curious about them. Um, and you know, the design of the cloak, like details, like the, those little details, just like, where did that come from? Like, this is so beautiful. Like this community that was obviously supporting me and guiding me and giving me wisdom and like telling me to do something that I did without question. I just trusted it. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just, what does it mean? What do I do next? Who are these folks in my dream? <laughs> This cloak is so beautiful on fire with the pattern mean, you know, like things like that. But um, mm -hmm. just if there is a deeper message about my purpose or what I could be doing differently or better, like I want to know what that mm -hmm. is so I can, so I can do it so I can be it. What does your gut tell you about who these people are? If you tell me like your first response that comes to you, who are the people that were in the forest? I, I think it was my ancestors. It, I yeah. think it was that, familial. That's what that feels like to me, for sure. Yeah. I say that because, yeah, <laughs> I see some emotions coming on your face. <laughs> yeah, what, com what comes up for you when we say that? You know, I've for a long time, I've just really felt like very disconnected from my family, very on the outside of my, like my present family, my, my immediate family, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not um, necessarily very supported by them or have felt very accepted. And uh, when we came to Columbia, you know, I saw this opportunity to really explore what ancestry means and what ancestors, who they are. And, and as I started to explore that, um, realizing that they're still accessible, like that they can mm -hmm. still be a part of my life, even though I don't necessarily know them or lived with them in their time. 
And so when I think about this dream, I think it's so meaningful because I felt this support and this acceptance from people who were my blood mm-hmm. that I haven't felt in my, 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 my present life, in this life, with my mom, with my siblings. Um, it's like a constant battle to prove myself or to feel accepted or unique or, or just honored for what I try to do. I feel very unseen and um, invisible to them. And so this dream, mm. this dream made me, helped me feel seen and supported. Yeah. And that was really important, I think. Absolutely. I, you know, you're, you're not alone, Leslie. I'm sure that people listening to this episode can resonate so deeply. So many of us have felt a disconnect with our immediate living blood ancestors that we've had, you know, direct relationships with. And there is something very powerful that happens when we reconnect to perhaps our more elder ancestors that are on the other side, those elder ancestral powers that are kind of always there and always a part of our lives. But then when they go from kind of like in the shadow behind the veil to much more kind of ever present and and we get to connect with them directly, it is really life-changing. Yeah. So I want to just affirm that that's exactly the first thing that came through for me too, intuitively was like your ancestors and their backing. And, you know, the thing that comes up for me and tell me how this feels, because so one, there's kind of, when we, when we're working with dreams, there's a piece of, you know, what is the, what is the message in the dream? What is the, what is it? What are the meanings in the dream? What might the dream be inviting me to do? Something that comes up for me because this dream, like you said, was like a gift and it feels so impactful. You woke up physically feeling different the next day and it moves you now to like think about that kind of ancestral support. I wonder how you feel about like almost making like a talesman that's a representation of this dream, like something in the physical form Mm. that you keep with you like, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, like yes, on your body, Marcy, yes. on your person, <laughs> in your space, whatever that, I mean, it could be anything. It could be, you know, it could be, um, some, a piece of art you create a collage. It could be a physical thing that you create it could be like asking your ancestors for something that could be a physical reminder. And then I don't know, suddenly you're walking and you, you end up finding a, a rock that's calling your neighbor, whatever that is. But I just, that's kind of something that comes through for me because when we have these really, really, you know, these are like kind of like those once in a lifetime dreams, like they can happen more than once in a life, but they're like the the dreams that will stick with you your whole life. Right. That's my sense of what this dream is for you. Does that feel true? Yes. And how can I have more of them? Like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be with my ancestors like all the time. I want them to visit me like every night. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, one way to cultivate that, it might be like having this salesman because then in yeah. the moments where, because, you know, it's only natural. We will, throughout our lifetime, we will go through these cycles of the void and then the fertility and then the kind of letting go in, into the void and fertility, this kind of cyclical cycle that we go through. Um, and so it might be nice to have something that is like this remembrance for you that you have this remembrance of the dream in your heart, but also a physical remembrance. So in those moments you can recall, wait, 
Like I may not feel as in touch in this moment, but uh, this, but that ancestral power, that empowerment, that support is here with me always. And here's something to kind of remind me of that. And there's something powerful I see that happens with people when we do start to kind of do the, we, you know, we have the ancestral work on the, on the, the psychic spiritual plane, but then when we also move it into the material plane, it, it is, it is something that kind of continues to deepen that connection is what I find. So it might be mm-hmm. something powerful to, to play with if that feels supportive for you. Okay. Yes. I love that. I love that idea. I love this fertile void too. I've never heard of that. And it's so Mm. affirming. It's almost like, you know, winter when the seeds are planted and nothing's happening on the surface and it's just quiet until everything blooms. Like I love, oh, I'm like going to look forward to my fertile void again too. Like (laughs) no shame, (laughs) no guilt. Yeah, yeah. It, you're, you're exactly right. The parallels with winter, it's exactly what it is. It's that winter time, um, you know, that we all have those winter times and and yeah. and sometimes we have multiple winter times in a year. Sometimes the winter time lasts a long time. Sometimes we have a short one. Like it just kind of depends. And we're not very, uh, we're not really very good about talking about that, languaging it, or even embracing that in our culture. We're taught to always kind of be in a perpetual summer. And yeah. It's just kind of not how it works for us. Um, and so, yeah, I think it can be really powerful. To, and, and this dream could maybe be again as an anchor for you so that in the future, when you're experiencing like a more uh, a fertile void time, you can recall like, and then I remember on the other side of that was this right. amazing fertility and blossoming right. and, you know, summer that came. The other thing that comes up for me is definitely just affirming if it were my dream, I would. I would definitely see that my ancestors are backing my path and that there's some kind of new, new like power that might be connected to this kind of remembering and, and being curious about, you know, and open to that perhaps what you're doing, like this business that you're doing, it's like, yes, it's, it's modern day and it's, you know, you're doing it in this lifetime, but it also makes me wonder given the kind of ancient, almost nature of that dream, if there's also some threads to the past and maybe like some mm. threats to your, your unique gifts and powers mm-hmm. and magic in a sense. Um, and so totally. does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I feel like this, <clears throat> this, this, uh, this interest I have in like nesting and creating home and creating sacred space and safe space and nurturing family has I feel like it's been an es- like my essence since I was a kid. Like it's something I've always loved and looked for in my bedroom or in my homes or with my dolls or my toys or whatever. Like just this odd sense of like n- nourishment and and I feel like I come from a line of like mothers, like mm. like my sister, my mother, my grandmother, all of my aunts, like everyone just having like families and like not necessarily always having the best perspective on like a woman's role, but, but that um, redefining that. And I feel myself redefining that, that mother role um, outside of the like constraints that 
society tells us we should conform to to be good mothers, to be, mm-hmm. you know, present for our kids, to do this, to do that so that we're perfect. And um, I don't know, all of that just feels very tied to way before me mm-hmm. and, and multiple times over, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it sounds to me like, uh, I mean, both in what's unfolding for you in your business and then also what's unfolding in the dream is the sense of you're bringing that, you know, like we can have in our lines, we can have gifts and burdens and burdens can show, gifts can show up as burdens when there's uh, some healing that needs to be done and then Mm -hmm. burdens can become gifts. And so it feels to me like you've, you've brought some of this some of this essence that's in your line and you're, you're, you're kind of bringing this new chapter in your, in your lineage and your line and in yourself into this place mm-hmm. where um, these are truly gifts and they're truly empowerments. Um, you know, the other piece that comes up for me is it might be powerful when, when you're doing, you know, to play with this imagery. Sometimes when we have these really powerful symbols in our dreams, it can be powerful to play with them and waking life too. So in addition to kind of doing something on the material realm of like something that's reminding of you, but it might be fun to just play with like, you know, in a regular meditation or times when you're feeling like you want empowerment, imagine that you're putting like that cloak of fire on again. Yeah. And that you're like, you know, putting that on and then kind of just notice what happens throughout your, your day or how you feel when you do that. The other piece that comes up for me is you know, you mentioned this desire of wanting to have more communication with your your ancestors, and so it. I also would, you know, if it were my dream, I would be, you know, open up, continue to open up those channels, and just intentionally before I sleep, say, you know, hey, well and bright, you know, ancestors, I'm open to any wisdom that you want to share with me tonight in my dream mm-hmm. time, and. Okay you know, unattached to whether the, the miraculous dreams come through or if they're mundane or if there's nothing, but just, you just continuing to open and, um, and acknowledge. And part of how we strengthen that connection, you're already doing that here today by actually taking the time to be with the dream and to acknowledge it and to mm-hmm. acknowledge what showed up in that. And that's kind of metaphorically, I always say, it's kind of like, you know, in a modern world, we have, you know, text messages and doing that, working with the dream is almost kind of like your ancestors are on the other side and they get the the message in their phone that says like red, you know what I mean? Like Uh text message red. (laughs) (laughs) And it's almost like when you do that and then you are talking about it in this way and you're feeling gratitude and you say, you know, Hey, I'm open to more messages. That's kind of like you writing back and saying, thank you so much. This was meaningful. I'm, you know, if you have more wisdom to share with me, I'm open. So, you know, that it's, it's a, it's a a subtle gesture, but it's actually quite powerful just by spending time with the dream and taking time to acknowledge it and taking time to have gratitude. Like I see that you, you have for this dream, it really just continues to start to strengthen the ancestors. And I would say that you know, if I were, if it were my dream, I would definitely feel that my ancestors are cheering me on, backing me and telling me basically to keep moving, you know, keep moving forward and to recognize that that fearlessness that I felt when I put on the cape is actually in me. Yeah. That courage, that fearlessness is, fearlessness is there. That's like a part of me. And maybe sometimes I have access to it. Maybe sometimes I don't, but to remember that that's actually there for me and I can draw from that. Yeah. 
because business, like business is not for starting a business is not for sissies. Like <laughs> it's hard yeah. work and it can be, <laughs> and it's like, as you move forward, you know, it can require courage at different phases. And it can, I really feel that, you know, people who not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur, but I do believe that entrepreneurship is one of the the greatest spiritual paths. It will really stretch you in different ways. And so yeah. um, I would encourage you as you're continuing to move forward to know that that fearlessness is both is in you, is given to you, is endowed upon you. And you can draw from that at different points when maybe other parts of you are would maybe have, maybe in a different time, parts of you would have seen the cloak and been like, whoa, that's intimidating. But but that that part yeah, of you that's clear seeing was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what comes up for me with this dream. And, and I think it will be fun to keep playing with the symbols and then to keep kind of noticing now that you've worked on, on this dream, you've acknowledged it, you've taken time to really give sacred reverence to it. That's what I see you doing in this session together today. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of like what, what come, what continues to come through in the days ahead with your, your dream. So I would encourage you to kind of just, you know, lovingly, just lightly pay attention to that and notice what happens and what unfolds. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it, for me too, it it was, it was almost um, like an invitation to like, Mm. okay, we're here. Like, you can communicate with us. Like we we're present, you know? And um, yeah, I think it's just practice. I think it's just creating those routines for myself to remember. And now I, I think I've felt alone for a really long time mm. um, when it comes to family. And um, yeah, so I, I really am so grateful for this connection, this invitation, this like almost like an introduction I feel like, uh, really formally. Um, and yeah, I, I love the idea. I love what you said about like creating something physical, like, um, or even like, you know, I've got like a a ton of ruanas and Mm. ruanas are like ponchos. They're like, um, they can be open in the front or closed, but like I have like three or four of them that I've actually started to take out and like lay across um, couches or the backs of chairs, like also as part of like me experimenting and exploring with like this interior design and wellness <laughs> business mm-hmm. that I started. Um, and so they're out like all the time and it, it's just grabbing one of those and like putting them on, I think will really help me channel a different kind of energy and like really honor, um, those who are there supporting me. Yes. So, I love, I love it. See, it's things like that. It's already there. It's already <laughs> in your house. I, love I know. It. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until right now. Like they're right there. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing this rich dream with me and with all the listeners today and, you know, honoring, honoring this beautiful sacred gift that came through for your ancestors. I'm really excited to see what's ahead for you in, in the, the weeks and months ahead. And um, 
just want to give gratitude now to the well and bright powers that supported us in this session, your ancestors, your guides, your dream teachers, your allies, the elementals, the directions, just the well and bright powers that support your life and that held us in this container. And just want to give gratitude and invite them to continue to share their, the medicine that is you and, and inside of you. And, and uh, may this be just the beginning of a, what feels like a pretty exciting and important chapter in your life. So thank you for sharing. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes. Thanks for having me, Marcy. Thanks for the opportunity. And thanks for all the work that you do. It's incredible. Oh, it's my pleasure. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> showing up on this podcast is the opportunity to get to fulfill like m my purpose too. So it's this beautiful interweaving that can happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> in this space of being able to support um, each other and in, in fulfilling our personal destinies. So yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing. Thank and you. Uh, maybe, maybe if you have, you know, another dream in the future, you can come back again on the podcast and tell us <gasps> what's been happening. Yes. Burning cloak part two. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. You'll be the first to know. Awesome. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't that an amazing dream? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that this is the first dream seat we got to have. Before I share some reflections, I want to invite you to consider, what are you taking away from my dream seat with Leslie? What parallels do you see in your own dream life? Leslie's dream highlights the healing potential of meeting the spirits of our loving ancestors and dreams, which honestly can be such a game changer for those of us who have a history of pain or complicated relationships with living family members. The loving support of our ancestors is always with us. And this support supports us to starts to come like forward to us more online when we really lean in with good intention to build a relationship with our well ancestors. In my sense, that's exactly what Leslie's been up to before her magical dream. She spent time opening herself to consciously connecting with her well ancestors and her wellspring of support and the wellspring that they wanted to bring to her. And well, her ancestors answered. It's literally the season for ancestors right now in the Northern Hemisphere where I live as Winter and Halloween draws near. Many cultures consider this time of year as a time when the veils between the worlds thin. In other words, it's a time where ancestral communication becomes more possible and clearer. And I certainly feel like that's the case because I've said this, I think a couple times on other episodes, but whenever the fall comes, I start to feel the call of my ancestors and kind of coming back to the roots of um, practices and connecting with them. And my dream world starts to kind of get really, really a lot more vivid. I feel that like literally in my experience, it happens for me. And I certainly see that uh, as well for clients. So it's a really powerful time. If you feel inspired, maybe from this episode, 
You could set the intention this season to open yourself to the loving support and guidance of your well in spirit ancestors. Those are the ones who are the wisdom keepers in your lineages, the ones who are at peace in spirit, and the ones who are already guiding your steps, but can step more into the spotlight with your conscious invitation. I say this over and over again, it can't be said enough. Our ancestors and our well and bright spirit guides, like they operate in our life, but there's also free will. And so when we kind of consciously say, hey, I'm open to your support, I'm open to your sacred instruction, something shifts because we're using our personal will to invite them to step more fully into our lives in a powerful way. So yeah, if you feel inspired, that's the invitation I want to extend to you. And then you could notice what shifts in your dream life as you do that, if you take that invitation on. So that's all for this week's episode of Tune In with Marcy and the very first dream seat. Again, I want to offer and extend a huge thank you to Leslie for sharing her beautiful dream with us. I mean, what a gift. And if Leslie's amazing business that she spoke about where she helps people set up sacred space at home interests you, I really want you to check her out. You can learn more about Leslie and her business Rooted Moon Collective at www.rootedmooncollective.com or on Instagram at Rooted Moon Collective. I've also included the links in the show notes wherever you're listening. So I really hope you go and check her out. And I hope to see you live online at my dream event, Nighttime Power, and in my dream interpretation course, Dreams Unlocked. If you loved this episode, I have no doubt that you are going to love the event and the course. Remember, you can sign up at marcymoberg.com forward slash links for both of those and at the link in the show notes, uh, wherever you're listening. So as we close, I just have one request and that is please share this episode with one friend or loved one. Sharing is caring, as we say in my household, and it's an easy and free way to give back for the love I pour into this podcast. Literally every episode is like a ton of hours um, behind it, and it really is like my labor of love and what I consider an art. So um, when you do that, when you share with one person, you're supporting this art that I'm freely offering out into the world. And it really means the world to me when you do that. Most podcast um, apps have a really easy share button. And this allows you to message the episode directly or an option to copy and paste the episode link. So thank you in advance for supporting my work. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for joining me for this episode. I had fun giving you a cozy seat at the table of my, um, you know, one-on-one dream seat session. And until next time, I'll leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Much love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you love the episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. 
And you can always learn more about me and my work at www.marcymoberg.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.